Oh yeah, let's get this party started up in here. Whoop, whoop. Hey, this is Mark. You're listening to this show probably on your mobile device, whether it's iOS or Android or even Windows Mobile. <laughs> Who has one of those? Uh, but anyway, you're probably listening, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or some other wonderful mobile app that brings this amazingly awesome show to your ear holes. Yeah. But did you also know that you can find this show, among several others in this category, at the Tangent Network? That's right. Go visit TangentBoundNetwork.com. Check it out where you can always get the latest episode of this and other shows quite like it. Although, admittedly, there is no show quite like this one. Hey, this is Brad Geiger from Evil Incorporated, and when I'm not spreading terror into the hearts of good people everywhere, I'm listening to Adrian Has Issues, one of my favorite podcasts. Take it away, Adrian. Hey guys, welcome to Adrian Has Issues. I am Adrian, as per usual, and today I am back with a guest I had, I believe it was either episode 25 or 26, Todd Black, who's a really, really cool comic book writer, and in that episode, we discussed a book he had called Guardians, but yet he was just launching a Kickstarter for a new store he had entitled Home, and as of this recording... We have two issues of Home in the can, and he'll be right in the midst of his Kickstarter campaign for issue number three, and we're here to talk all about that. So once again, Todd Black, thanks for coming back to the show, man. No problem. I'm trying to comprehend why would I put comics in a can? <laughs> are you kidding me? That's all, that's all the kids are doing it these days. You got to get with the times, man. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I hate kids. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so glad to have you back i really loved our first chat we were discussing home you know been reading the issues and it's really coming together but i think before we even get into what issue number three is all about we should take a little bit of step back just in case anybody's just joining us for the very first time so if you will please give everybody a little bit of insight as to the story of home absolutely home is a fantasy comic miniseries i'm doing and it's about a young woman named Alicia. She was born on our Earth, or you know, a very similar one, with natural blue hair. This kind of made her an outcast in her hometown. So what happened is, like, she lives this life of like constant, like, dirty looks and persecution and everything. Her parents are gone. She has like no friends, and she's stuck in a rut of a life. And then one day, she realizes she can see living computer code. Upon saying this, she basically freaks out, but eventually she, you know, steals herself and goes, okay, let's just see what would happen when I touch the code. And when she does, she realizes that she can manipulate it. Things happen in the real world. Things that were broken get fixed. Things that were damaged get renewed. It's actually really, really cool. And so this kind of gives her a new purpose in life. And so she goes around finding the code and fixing it. And then one day she comes upon this massive wall of code. 
Upon fixing that, she accidentally gets transported to another dimension called Altaria. And it's a place of knights and monsters and the origins of the code. And now she's stuck there and has to help these knights with their problem so that she can get home if she can get home if she wants to go home. It's a very nice character story, and I really like doing those. Uh, I really do focus on both Alicia and the Knights of Altaria, who we meet. But we still have plenty of action. You know, issue three is going to have actually a really cool action sequence I really can't wait to see come to life. And uh, it's, it's just a fun journey. So for anyone who just likes indie comics or fantasy comics or even sci-fi, because a little bit of that, or anyone who just likes character stories or re- very relatable characters, I have a all that and more at home. And so I'd be very honored if people pledged to the Home 3 Kickstarter. And for anyone listening who has not read Home Number 1 or 2, you can get it one of two ways. You can get it on uh, our website, guardians-comic.com. Uh, and we're also on Comixology. The second issue is coming there soon. Or if you just want to read them all in one go, we're going to have reward tiers on the Kickstarter where you can get all three issues either digitally or physically in one go. So you're not you're not gonna have to say, but I didn't read the first two issues we have you. It's just like you noted, like how you know people might not have been here for our first podcast together. I acknowledge that people might not have been on Kickstarter for whatever reason, or had not seen my Kickstarter for Home Number One or Home Number Two. So in every Kickstarter until Home is done, I'm gonna have the option to where they can catch up on the series. So that they're not missing out on this story because they didn't know it existed before. I always subscribe to that thing that, you know, Stan Lee used to always say that somebody's comic may be their very first comic and they may be coming in in the middle. Thankfully, your story is a lot different than a lot of the Marvel stuff where there's like, you know, 500 issues in and we're already issue three. So there's no reason why anybody can't be able to catch up and especially with the reward tiers, as you mentioned I think this is really cool, and I really do feel that people will really dig the story once they get involved with it. Last thing I need is to, you know, have people like see, you know, the art of Home Number Three that we have on the Kickstarter. And go, wow, this is actually really beautiful, but I, I don't know how I can get, you know, these previous issues so I can catch up. Well, now you do, and so between, you know, the website or the rewards, people will have options, and I want to, you know, really want to get, you know, as many backers as I can for the Kickstarter, obviously, and whether it be, uh, you know, veteran readers or new readers. You know, I want to make sure that it's accessible to everyone. You mentioned the art a few times, so let's get into that as far as your creative team. For anyone who may not know, who do you have on the team of home? Well, for the first two issues, we have Din Nguyen. He was our penciler, inker. Then Bethany Varney was our colorist. Zach Sam was our letterer. And then we had various variant cover artists. For home number three, Beth Varney uh, decided to step up and just do all the art. She has a little bit of a different style than Din. But it works really well, and so it's not like totally jarring thing, which you see all the time in you know Marvel and DC. To be honest with you, right? Uh, it, it is, it's true. But you know she'll be finishing out the series. Then uh, you know, Zach still let her. But then for a cover artist, we actually have my friend Yashira Ames, who just totally knocked it out of the park with the, her cover. So I'm very interested in seeing what people say of that. Because we literally just finished it. That's the day this podcast was recorded. So that was like really cool and. You know, when she showed me like the sketches for it, it was like very simple, you know, just very light out. And then when she put dropped on his background, I was like, dang. 
I feel like she set that up on purpose. She was like, all right, I'm going to hit you with this little taste. And then, pow, I'm just going to show you all out, like, right here. That, that's that's a baller move. <laughs> well, it's, she asked me, she goes, what do you want for the background? Because for me, I said, here's what I want character-wise. Because I have the three characters who really are the big part of Hunt number three on it. Right. And I, she, I go, just, you know, you can go simple. You can have, I was expecting her to do something with the code. Then she just drops this background that people can see on the Kickstarter. And it was just like, whoa. And I'm very much... <laughs> I'm a subscriber to the idea that every cover should at least be an inclination of what is inside the comic itself. Because I hate it when I see comics that had these amazing covers and yet absolutely nothing that was on the cover is in the comic. Even though this one is definitely a more, I guess, abstract image in some ways, it still foretells what is coming in the comic once you know the full comic is done. So I was really, really happy with it. It really pops, and you're absolutely right about the cover thing. You know, you mentioned Marvel, and I always feel bad since I talked to a lot of indie creators. You know, you don't necessarily want to go out of your way to kind of smack talk any of, like, the larger companies, but, you know, there's definitely a different approach when it comes to creating books because you see where a larger company, you know, what they do, but then you're like, all right, well, let's try it a different way. And I really like the fact that the art for both, you know, number one, number two, and then as for number three it really does fit the book. Like It's not just art for art's sake, and that's something I think that seems subtle and maybe non-comic book readers may not understand it, but that's something I think that's really important to the entire yeah. package. And I'm not really insulting you, sir, Marvel, because... Oh, no, I was more talking about no, me. I, I'm just saying, it's <laughs> true. Like One of the big, biggest ones for me was there was an issue of New Avengers, uh, not the current series, the, the past one. The cover was uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Woman, you know, back-to-back about to fight or something, and the, even the solicitation was like spider-man and spider-woman don't really get a lot of time to spend with each other now that's gonna change and then the whole issue goes down and they're not even in the book and it's just like why were they on the cover if they're not even in the <laughs> book and then it was like an issue or two down the road that that interaction happened and i'm like it was a great interaction it was totally worth it but it was like they promoted it two <laughs> issues previous and it wasn't even there and i'm like i don't want that and to this day there has only been one comic I've done, and that was a Guardians issue. It was one of my first Guardians issues where I have an, a scene depicted that technically doesn't happen in the comic per se. And I did it for a very specific reason, and I'm still glad that I did it. But you know, every other issue I have is either a screen grab or a premonition or whatever you want to call it, a preview of what's going to happen in the comic. So they, they pick up this issue and say, I'm going to see this in some fashion in some way. You know, maybe like a perfect one-to-one representation. Sometimes it's more of a interpretation of a scene, but I always try and just have that so that they go, right. "Oh, this is going to happen." And so, like in the cover, which I, we could talk about, I suppose, because hopefully they'll see it. Uh, I have Alicia in full armor, and then behind her, I have the two heads of the Knights of Altaria, uh, Garnon and Sonia, and they both have this very curious look on their face as they look to Alicia. And then, as you're going to find out. In the issue, Garnon and Alicia, this I can tell because it's in the preview, they both have very different ideas of how Alicia can help them in Altaria and entirely opposite reasons. And one of them is a little more forceful in trying to get Alicia to do what he thinks is best. And it's going to cause this massive issue within the issue. Right. The cover kind of shows that because, you know, Alicia is like, she's looking happy. You know, she's like, I'm a knight, you know, we're, we're going to help these people. And then like the two behind them, like, oh. Uh, yeah, how about that. So, <laughs> He's like, let's pull back a little bit. Hold on, yeah, pull, time. pull back a little bit, girl. And so, 
And I mean, that's actually the name of the issue itself is called Complications. And the complications really focus around Sonia and Garnon. And it's a very much a dual meaning. And I can't wait for people to uh, see what happens based on what happens between how those two interact with each other and how they interact with Alicia. Something big is going to happen by the end of the issue. And I'm very interested to see what people think about it. And I'm really, really digging it. It's like the more I look at this cover, like I'm, it's really popping with me. It is. It just, <laughs> it's so awesome. Oh man, it's great. You know, going back to the covers, it tells the story in and of itself when she starts out. You know, and I'm going to do my best not to necessarily spoil anything, but, you know, you mentioned her life as it was beforehand and how the art sort of reflects that. But then with each issue, and it's such a nice scene to cover here, she's almost like you're seeing her, you know, figuratively speaking, like really transform. And like, I love that. Like, I love the fact that now we're seeing her. It's like, all right, now she's kind of like slowly just evolving into beast mode. You know? Just yeah. Like, it's like, wait, your, your Alicia is evolving. Cue Pokemon evolution music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And believe me, you do not want to keep tapping the B button. <laughs> Gosh. Wow, that's that's a deep Pokemon reference. <laughs> that is. I mean, I got it, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> so, but no, that's actually a very good interpretation of it because in home number one, and this is not a spoiler, but you see kind of the sadness that is her life. Even when she's helping with the code, she makes notes about how you know people only kind of pay attention to her when she's helping them which is kind of sad right and, and then in home number two she's thrown into this vastly different situation because this is not our earth this has never been our earth you've got knights with lances that shoot lasers and you've got monsters that can climb walls and you know jump incredible heights and you know she's dealing with all of this and now she's thrust into this new situation that that we show at the end of home number two with the monolith and uh it's just like that is going to be like the key of the story like what this monolith means and what why alicia can see what she can is like right. the crux of the story and then you throw in like what garnon and sonia want to do and evolution does happen subtly at times but sometimes it takes some time to evolve and the evolution of this issue is one of those slow burns with and that's good because I, again, I like character stories, and for me, I don't want – like if we're going by like time-wise, like literal minutes, by the end of issue one where she's in Altaria to – I say about midway through this issue, home number three, that I, I you know, have got it all written out, it's only been like maybe two or three hours. And that's crazy. And so it's just think about everything she's gone through in three hours, you know – Seen monsters, almost got killed, saved these knights, got shown to this medieval world, became a knight with very epic Fire Emblem Tron armor. Seriously, like this cover especially, she really accentuate what I call the Tron lines. And they're just like, Tron, baby! Yeah! <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and, also, good job for Fire Emblem, by the way. Nice nod to that. Seriously, I said I want, you know, futuristic. That's where the Tron lines came from. But I wanted, like, unique feel and when i thought of like what unique armor looked like i thought of fire emblem and so i would go and look at like all my favorite uh, fire emblem characters from various games like awakening or uh, path of radiance and radiant dawn and then i would say okay this knight needs to look kind of like this character this knight needs to look like this character try and accentuate this one into this one and then just add the tron lines and it really pops 
there's a point in this issue, not not really a spoiler. She's put into this home, you know, so she can actually relax. You know, what 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 are the odds of that actually happening? And <laughs> she, she's just lying on this bed, and she's looking at the ceiling, and she just has her hand over her head, and she goes, "Why am I here?" And it's just for me that was this little piece of dialogue that just totally sells what Elise is going through. She's putting out on brave face for. All of this, and yet when she's alone, she can't help but wonder what the heck is going on. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, be careful what you wish for, you know, wishing for this better life, and all of a sudden you're here and you're like, man, I almost kind of want my boring life back. <laughs> That's exactly it. And you know, when you think of these fantasy stories, you get these characters who, you know, are thrust into these amazing and unexpected circumstances when you see them they go oh man i could totally do that oh man i could totally take that ring to mordor i could totally be the you know the boy who lived and alicia she isn't like that because she doesn't you know read fantasy stories and say oh i wish i was you know this magical knight or whatever but she does wish for a better life and then this happens and it's like don't remember exactly wishing for this. So that's basically the thing. Is like you know sometimes you get this massive change, but it's not exactly what you're expecting, and now you have to deal with it because you've got nothing else to do. So, <laughs> it's like hashtag do not want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing. Is like it's not that she doesn't want it. It's just that it's so new to her, she doesn't know what she wants, and that's another central theme. Like uh, I think I told you on our first, the first podcast was that the uh, a question of this is where is your home? And Alicia's starting to wonder about that because, you know, yeah, this place is pretty weird and, you know, very unique, but then let's say she does make it home. I'm not saying that she will, or she won't just saying, you know, <laughs> where's she going to be? Then she'll just be on that bed, you know, wondering what am I going to do with my life now? Right. The third issue is this true evolution to where she has to make a certain decision and it will affect the rest of the series then you're going to figure out about you know the knights you know and uh, we're going to delve deeper into the story of Asonia and Garnon and how they became like the heads of the Knights of Altaria and that's kind of a tragedy in and of itself slightly spoilerish you know hopefully teasing people we have a line at the, at the end of the preview at the Kickstarter and I don't think people will see it coming and then you're going to read it and you go oh I should have seen that coming but I didn't you know, and then, you know, we're going to go with this deep backstory for those two. And it's really, really fun and funny. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to people. And I, I just love I love these characters. And so, you know, issue one was Alicia's story. Issue two was Welcome to Altaria. And now issue three is, you know, now you got to figure out wh- more about the people who are living here right now. Right. It's, it's going to be an interesting trip. And then, you know, we have this big twist about midway through. And by the end, you know, things are going to get a lot more complicated. That's what I love about some of my favorite fantasy stories, and especially Lord of the Rings, where, you know, it starts off pretty small. Like, you know, it starts off with, you know, these four hobbits in a shire. They're kind of hanging out, and they're being thrust into this adventure. But then, by the time, you know, Fellowship ends, you've established the hobbits, but then by, let's say, Two Towers, you're now being introduced to these other characters who are already, you know, a part of this larger world that you know, the hobbits weren't aware of, and then you get to see things from their end. So, and I'm very excited to read number three because it's like, you know, we spent a lot of time in our first podcast together talking about the Knights. I was like, all right, now let's get to see what their story is. And I love fantasy stories where the main character is kind of like that viewpoint character and you get to experience 
the world through their eyes and looking at just these large and live characters and how they deal with each other. And I'm personally very excited to see how that all comes out. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, it, it probably didn't, I probably didn't intend to start it that way, but, you know, outside of, you know, the first issue where, you know, Alicia is telling you why her life is this way. But right. then as I started, you know, doing, you know, issue two and then off in the definitely number three, you're kind of like, in Alicia's eyes, seeing everything unfold about, you know, what Garnon and Sonia mean to the Knights of Altaria as well as to each other. And then you're like, I thought this was supposed to be about Alicia. It is about Alicia, but, you know, she has to learn this stuff too. Okay, so. <laughs> now, I know we talked about it very briefly, but just to recap, how many issues is this story going to be? That's a very good question because when I first started off, I wasn't exactly sure because I didn't want to restrict the story, but I also didn't want to you know predict something and then realize I have to make another issue because you know we've, we've seen that happen too. Right. And so I knew I, I knew at the most it was going to be six, and then as I wrote number one, number two, I still wasn't sure. But but then by the end of number three, I was like, okay, I can do this. I can finish this in two more issues. So I can officially say. This is going to be a five-issue miniseries, and Home Number 3 is now our official midpoint through the series. Very cool. Yeah. Let's talk some rewards, because you mentioned a few early on, but let's get into the meat and potatoes okay. of what people can expect as far as incentives for Number 3. Okay. Uh, well, we have, aside from the you know the catch-up rewards with uh, either digital or physical, you can have you can get a pure and simple physical uh, copy of Home Number 3. You can get your name in the uh, thank you section, which has become a very popular thing. And then we have the merging of the worlds reward where you get home three physical, but you also get PDF copies of every single issue of my Guardian series, which is now up to issue number 16. And so by the time the Kickstarter ends and home number three is done, you're basically getting 20 comics for like 25 bucks. So, yeah, that's a lot of comics. <laughs> and that's a pretty great value. And look, you know, in these days, <laughs> in these days, you know, there's so much discussion about the cost of comics because, you know, I've talked to many a creator and especially a lot of indie creators on this podcast and comics are an expensive thing to make and you know we on this end and we go back and forth of oh this is too expensive and this this or it's that and yet it takes a lot to really make a book no i mean I, i'm only offering this via the kickstarter i mean every, otherwise it's you know the dollar 50 per issue and that adds up but with this i'm like you know i want to give people the best value it's actually a very popular reward and that way they don't say well when can i buy the next issue you know it's you're getting every issue i got you could read it all one night, more probably, uh, <laughs> and uh, and that reward will include you know catching on about home number one and two should you need to. So we you know that's covered. Then we got three cosplayers slash teams uh, helping us out. We have a uh, Miss Az Power Girl Karen Nicole returning. She and uh, her husband Alfred Trujillo will be doing another uh, variant cover for us. Then we got the uh, Super Sirens, Ray and Hills. They are going to be not only doing uh, a reward tier, but they'll also be doing cosplay of home characters, including one of them doing Alicia, and that will be like their special print reward. Uh, you get the book and a print. So that's pretty cool. And then we have a Triple Diamond cosplay, Paige Blunt, good friend of mine. She's really nice and a uh, big Harley Quinn fan. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it. She's like obsessed in the good way. Uh, but, you know, she's helping out. She might do an Alicia cosplay too. So, you know, you get cosplay prints, you get comics. That's always fun. Uh, we actually have an award reward where you'll get like all their special covers and their prints for like 50 bucks, which isn't too bad. And then you got the classics. You got uh, getting drawn into the comic, which 
surprisingly a lot of people pledge to i i mean it's like consistent you know people want to get drawn to the comic i'm like okay here's your reward here uh then we <laughs> man have- i that is a really cool i didn't mean to cut you off though but i mean who wouldn't want to be drawn into a comic <laughs> well i mean i'm sure there's some people but i mean it's just like even if you don't like tell people you know you, you could at least look at it and say yep that's me in the comic you know uh right but yeah uh, we're gonna uh 10 people will have that honor should it be filled up and then um, there's a new reward where you get to actually chat with me, and I'll actually uh, talk with you about comics. And then um, if uh, you have your own comic idea and you just want to bounce it off someone, if, someone you know who won't steal it, you know, because I've, I've got my own ideas, folks. Okay, I don't need to take yours. Uh, let's see, this, per- <laughs> this person likes this. Idea. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll take. It. I mean, I'll help you with it. Yeah, totally. Now, uh, <laughs> now I want. My journey into comics has said any told me taught me anything is to be helpful to others. And so, if you have an idea and you just you, you just want to get someone's opinion on it, I'll totally do it. Or if you have a script you want someone to read, someone who's published comics, I'm there, and it'll only be fifty bucks, and I'll talk with you however long it takes. Uh, and then we have a special line art we're giving away via the special reward tiers. So, and then you got digital comic rewards, physical comic rewards. We got a, we got a nice plethora for people who can only pledge three dollars, people who can pledge up to three hundred dollars. We got your plenty of rewards that I hope will inspire people to pledge. Something that I've wanted to ask you now is that you know you've been working at this for a while because you've been working with guardians and working with home and you've done quite a few kickstarters and it's kind of cool from how we've you know discussed the first one to this one it's something that you've obviously gotten a handle on and can you say that i don't want to put it in terms of being easier but are you at least maybe now more sure of how the process is going or is it still very much like something that you're still feeling it out kickstarter is one of the things you just can't predict because you get established people on there. I mean, you've seen this like movies and video games, and you know they say, "Hey, you know, I help make Final Fantasy, help me, help me make this video game now." And uh, I mean, I've seen that a few times, and you know it gets funded, and then you get these comic creators who say, "Hey, I want to make this special comic. Will you help me out?" And then they get funded. And then you're you're an indie guy, so you don't have that name recognition. You're trying your hardest and. Just to get funded, Guard, all my Guardians Kickstarters failed horribly. I mean, I didn't even make it halfway. And then with Home, for whatever reason, it just started clicking. It might have been because it was a fantasy comic. It might have been that you know people just liked the art better. I don't know. Uh, by then, I just promoted better. I really don't know. And so you know, going into number three, you know, I'm trying my hardest to you know promote it, get on podcasts like yours, and just spread the word about it so that. If I do fail, which I don't want to, but if I do, I know it's not for lack of trying. Right. Because that's the worst thing is that, you know, you just, because you do see people who just post something on Kickstarter and go, oh, yeah, people will pledge to this. And then it's like 30 days later and you get like five bucks. And it's just like, that's not what I wanted. And, you know, I, I, I can't predict, you know, what's going to happen. I would love to be funded within the first week so I can just make the dang comic and, you know, work, begin working on number four. But more than likely, it'll probably be a struggle to the end, and I'm prepared to do that. I've done it twice before, and then when it's made uh, or when it's finished, and if we're funded, I'll do what I promised and go straight into making the comic, and that's all I can do. And then like every day between then, from launch to finish, I'm just going to be promoting it, 
asking, you know, for help and, you know, for people to support my indie comic because I am really passionate about it. And I just want, I want Holman to be made, especially today after seeing that cover. And, you know, I <laughs> uh, love the cover. And, um, I'm just hoping that by sharing my passion that people will respond to it. And, you know, home has surprised me in many ways. And, you know, it be my first Kickstarter success. It's actually selling well at cons, which is really nice. And, you know, I'm hoping that one day I'll just be able to, you know, bring both the individual issues and then bring my, like, you know, a volume issue and say, hey, this is my miniseries home total story. Would you like it? And they go, yeah, let's do it. You know, but I've got to get through the Kickstarters first and I'm ready to do that. I don't know how you do it because I know me, even like when I release a podcast, you know, at those first couple hours, you're like, oh man, is anyone going to listen to this? Cause, you oh, know. That, trust, trust me, it, the <laughs> Kickstarters are easily some of the most stressful things I've ever gone through in my life. Like every, <laughs> I mean, there are days when I get like no pledges and like I, my heart just sinks because I'm like, oh, shucks, I'm not going to make it. And, you know, like I even remember one time just to rag on our little friendship, you told me you were going to pledge and then he like, you didn't do it for like a week or so. And I'm like, hey, Adrian, you still going to pledge? Like I'm a, like a crack addict. It's like, hey, man, you're going to pledge? Like you told me you're going to pledge, man. Where's your pledge? You know, and I hate being like that, but it's just like I've gotten people who told me, you know, that I will pledge and then they, they don't. And I feel like I'm harping I'm on them until they do. And so it's just like. I'm especially with this one. I'm trying to get as many people who I know will pledge to pledge like that first day. And then if we get like this massive number, I know it'll bring newer people into it. And, you know, my goal, which I still have not officially gotten yet, is I want to get a hundred backers on my Kickstarter. And I would love, not saying it's going to happen, but I would love if a hundred people pledge $25 because I know exactly what reward they'll be getting. I know exactly. Uh, that a hundred people will be reading my comic and then we can go from there. And then obviously I'll be funded, uh, as our end goal is 2,500. But, you know, if I get, you know, 70 people who through various amounts gave me 2,500, I'm not going to complain. You know, I actually had less baggers for number two than I have for number one, but we got funded and that was all that mattered. So right. if 500 people pushed $5, great. If, you know, a hundred pushed 25 or, uh, let's see, uh, 50 pledge, 50 i think that works yeah you know i'll i don't care how i get it <laughs> if one person if one person pledges twenty five hundred dollars sold i don't care you know <laughs> and that's kind of like that thing you always hear about you know when there are fun drives you know it's like you think about how many people are in the world so, you know if every person you know donated like let's say one dollar and then it's like it basically ends up it's like a little bit in abundance you know i mean depending on what your definition is a little but it's just one of those things you know i i've seen kickstarters that have you know thousands of backers and get massive amounts of money there's some that it, i still only get a few backers but get backed enough and that's all i need i mean i was only like 80 dollars over our goal last time but that's all i needed and you know because of things that have happened i know that if i get 25 to 100 dollars i'll be able to mail to make mail and get everything done while still being within the 2500 dollars that we got and that's what's important shoot you have come a long way from like that very first one we did and i'm seeing you know the buzz even getting online and you know what just to kind of cap everything off, you know, you talk about passion because everybody wants to make a comic, but, you know, that also means that people also have to kind of do the, the grunt work, you know? It's not just like a matter of, I want to do a comic, and all of a sudden it just it gets made. You, yeah. you, you have a lot of steps to go through, and as someone who kind of gets the creative process, like, that's pretty commendable and you know 
between you and me, and I like to think obviously we're friends. And I'm like, you know yeah. what? Congratulations, man! You, like, you, you know, two of my Kickstarters were easily friends. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but you know what I mean? Like, it's come it's come a long way, and I think that when people see just how passionate a creator is about the work, like that comes across. People know when people are genuine, and again, like hopefully people will check this book out because you know it is a good story. Like, it's a great story, and I think it's something that people really relate to. And I'm glad that we were able to get together and chat once again. Me too. I mean, Home was kind of like what Guardians was for a while. It was a dream. And, you know, I was I made it to submit to a publisher during an open submission. And it got rejected, and that was fine. I was just – then a uh, person drew the first pick of Alicia, the first official pick of Alicia, and I'm like, I want to tell her story. You know, that's how passion really starts. It's just that, that notion or thought that you want to, to do something. And so, you know, and I knew Kickstarter was my only shot and I was fully prepared for failure and everything. And now, you know, we've got, you know, two issues done, a third now underway and I want to make it and I want to make it happen. Then I'll obviously got to do number four or number five and I'll do whatever it takes to make, get those made so that we can finish Alicia's story. Awesome. But before we go, we should tell everybody your information and where they yes. can not only find you, but also the Kickstarter, naturally. Okay, well, I'll give you the link for the Kickstarter so you can spread it around or put it in the page or whatever, because I, I can't really describe the, the link. It's not like a, a, a word link or whatever. But if for anyone who just goes to Kickstarter, you can type in home number three, and you'll be able to find it. Uh, then obviously a, a home the issues we sell you can find them on just on comicsology search from there or on, at guardians-comic.com you can get home and our comic guardians obviously uh, there as well we sell them all on one site for convenience sake so and then obviously I'm Todd Black you know you can find me at on Twitter at guardians underscore comic you can find me on Facebook facebook.com slash guardians comic and then facebook.com slash home miniseries. Uh, where we post plenty of updates about our two comics. And I just hope to see you all there. Very cool. And Todd, thanks again for hanging out, man. And that'll do it for this episode of Adrian Has Issues. And we will see you next issue. Bye. guys i'm adrian and i'm his issues wait what hey guys i'm adrian and i'm wait wait that's not right hey guys i'm adrian and i'm eileen tune in to the adrian has issues podcast each week we chat with some great people including me from time to time comic book creators comedians musicians and actors tax collectors zamboni drivers Point is, basically anyone willing to sit down for a geeky discussion or two on all things pop culture. Visit AdrianHasIssues.com where you can download and stream every episode. Especially the ones featuring yours truly. Visit Adrian Has Issues on Facebook and Twitter. And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Please leave a rating and review and tell me how amazing I am. Us. I mean us. Ah, oh, McKenna, you're way cooler than I am anyway. Aw, oh, thanks, babe. Oh, and Adrian Has Issues is also a proud member of the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Awesome. Nice save, Brodor. <sighs> Visit AdrianHasIssues.com. <laughs>